Hey guys, Elliot Graber here, host of the Artist's Journey podcast. On today's episode, we're speaking with Paul Benson, the artist known as Polly BMN, about his experiences working in the music entertainment industry professionally. Polly's best known for his works as a prophet, a poet, lyricist writer, and on-the-fly hip-hop rap artist. So stick around. This is going to be a great episode here on the Artist's Journey podcast. great and Paul stepped in and he did a, a great job and, and uh, yeah and here we are and uh, so Paul you are uh, a multifaceted performer and recording artist um, but tell us yeah, man. specifically like what is it that you that you do or like what style do you like to write in what would you like classify your genre of music yeah I would say it is primarily self-expression and self anything you other word you would want to call it and the rest are kind of labels that you have to pick up to find people who want to listen to that. Um, mm. Like the majority of songs I've written, I would say, are just personal experience, personal feelings, stories, experiences, yeah. um, poetry. I like to write poetry or writing exercises. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, turning turning my life, taking all life experience, kind of pulling it into one place and then putting it back out. Oh, I love that. I love that. Do you find that some of your best work writing wise comes from the personal experiences that you've had yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yes, I think that's the basis for a lot of the vision I have of where I want to go with a project or a song. Um, and I also find that when it is time to actually record those things, um, being in that emotion or calling that emotion to bear as a tool will make the recording so much better than if you were, it's like the difference between reliving a story and just hearing about it, you know, it's two Mm -hmm. different things. So much more relatable as well to the audience and the listener. Yep. Yep. Oh, awesome. I was listening to some of your music on Spotify this morning while preparing for our podcast tonight. Yeah. And I just I love your uh, your rhyme scheme and the quick, fast, catchy lyrics. Um, when you sit down to write a song, uh, I know we've talked to other artists and they're like, well, I, I spend Monday writing a song. Um, and like, I know when I write lyrics to a song, like I have to be like inspired and then it just flows out of me um how do, how does your writing process go polly um do you you know write a certain day of the week or a certain time of the day or do you just like see something or um feel something and you're like oh my gosh this is a song it's coming out of me right now yeah i think if it i'll talk about like in the moment stuff second mm. but first if i have some saved up be it just like time in life I find is really helpful. Uh, if you just don't write anything for a while and go live and come back, I like to mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that's not a conscious choice. It's just how it is. So that's part of it for me. Um, but yeah, earlier, like I said, if I have poems or a new breakup, which is rare, but in high school more frequently, those are good ways to get song material. And then 
this past week, I moved into a new place fairly recently. So Congratulations. That's been, yeah, thank you. That's been helpful. Just what? new scenery is always good. Um, mm-hmm. One of my roommates makes beats. Oh, so we're working light. together. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then if it's in the moment, I find that I am a really zoned in worker. Um, and I can go into that a lot more, but the flow state is something that I use. Um, I just ride it until I look up and it's been three hours and my eyes are tired and I need to eat something for the day. But I have that luxury right now because I'm not taking classes till next month. Okay. From like, I don't know, get up at 11 PM. uh, I'm sorry, 11 AM. (laughs) (laughs) Get up at midnight, right till noon. No, get up at 11 a.m. ish, have a nice slow breakfast and then come back or in brunch. here and brunch, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Uh, and then just sit down and work for two, three hours. You can get a lot done that way if you have the luxury, which I don't always do. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're writing, Polly, do you start with um, like lyrics first or your beats first, the music, um, what, what do you prefer and what do you start with first when you're sitting down in the moment, writing a song? Almost always beats now. Okay. I'd say 90% of the time. Was it lyrics before or? Yeah, I think it was because, um, the way I started knowing I could even rap was from freestyling with friends. And that was always to free beats on YouTube, which okay. are a great, which are something that should be respected more. I think there's a lot of really good music just being put out every day for free by people who are hustling as producers. Mm-hmm. So that would always be lyrics focused because I couldn't make a beat at all. But okay. as and, about, make beats. and about how many years ago was this that you discovered that you had this ability to uh, rap and freestyle. Was this something you've been doing your entire life or is it just something you found out you had this gift and this talent recently? Um, not so recently, I would say. I think um, a lot of the signs were there, if you think that's mm-hmm. a thing. Um, I read a ton as a kid, just eating books mm. every day all the time so that was helpful for someone if you need vocabulary and words to think of later in life yes but the freestyling itself uh, i would say probably six years ago now maybe seven almost but probably six yeah one of the things that always impressed me about you paul is uh how you could just free you know flow with language in a free uh free format just like on the spot it's 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 really impressive to to watch yeah and thank you i appreciate like how you can um just really speak your mind like the truth in the moment whatever it is and you don't Mm. have any sort of like judgment or uh contrived you know intention about it it's literally just whatever flows through your you know, yeah. brain <laughs> yeah. kind of comes out through through your your lyric. It's really really fascinating. Much like a prophet or a poet, I would say. <laughs> Thanks, dude. That's that's very cool to hear. Very nice of you to say. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so like, um, now you were talking about like your beats, right? Uh, when you create music, do you create the beats first on like, you know, your software programs or uh, what, what do you, yeah, do? I use, I use Ableton. I started Ableton probably a year and a half ago by now, maybe two years. And, hmm. uh, but it was probably the easiest thing I've ever learned as far as things I've learned that are software, uh, which was very validating for me and super freeing and it expanded my, uh, my arsenal, I guess so much as far as creativity mm -hmm. and expression, cause you go from trying to find beats that someone else has made that might fit you. And some of them definitely can mm -hmm. to figuring out your own style and what suits you. And that's a whole other journey, but, um, dare I say it's an artist journey. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <but anyway. laughs> can you explain to us, Polly, what those who are unfamiliar with Ableton, can you explain to the, uh, us yeah. what that is? Ableton is a digital audio workstation or a DAW. And other ones you may have heard of are Logic, Pro Tools, Audacity is a free one. GarageBand is a very simple DAW. They all count, but you... They have a bunch of sounds in them and you make music essentially. Mm -hmm. You arrange mm -hmm. them and yeah, it's composition, but get your beat on. <laughs> exactly. It's composition, but it's all within your computer's um, software. Okay. And then you can awesome. get external controllers. That's MIDI. So you can, you can take your real instrumental talents if you have any, which you don't have to. And awesome. Make music so you with really, it don't necessarily have to be a musician in the old fashioned sense of playing no. the piano or picking up a guitar and learning how to play the guitar is what you're, you're saying essentially. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, if you guys hadn't heard about that yet, I got <laughs> something to tell you because the production process has been changing for a long time, but mm -hmm. I think still true today but yes you're correct for sure the artist journey podcast is a collection of interviews that feature independent artists who discuss their craft in navigating the entertainment industry and reflecting on the value of artists in our world today if you like what we do and you'd like to support the artist journey podcast please feel free to leave a donation and thanks for listening And do, what do you prefer more? Do you prefer writing the lyrics or do you prefer writing the beats or do they both hold a special place for you? Uh, what's your preference with that? Yeah, often I think of them as separate things. Um, I can make, I, would do, I can and do make many more beats than songs worth of lyrics. Mm -hmm. Lyrics take some time for me because I usually do them in the moment now and I'll mm -hmm. work through a song rather than having a full song ready that needs, you know, having a full lyrics ready that needs a song. It's having a song or a beat that need lyrics to be mm -hmm. spaced into it instead. Mm -hmm. So interesting. I, I like them both, but um, so they're separate often and sometimes they happen together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Like uh, when you record your demos, Paul, do you um, do you go piece by piece, like a verse and a chorus? Do you 
you know, yep. record it live in the moment with the beat then and and then or can you get through a whole song in one or two takes and just mm, you know usually it's piece by piece and I think there's multiple reasons for that. One, you can really um you can really feel like you're attacking each piece of the song with intention, which I think is helpful for someone like me who hasn't been trained professionally with any breathing or singing, etc. So it's more at your own pace. You don't have to have the lungs to go all the way. But I would like to learn more and develop technique for going longer and connecting verses because mm -hmm. if your editing isn't quite up to snuff, you can definitely tell that a person, okay, I did this part and then I stopped and then I did this part and it, even if it's not obvious, you could still changes how you listen to something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're going mm -hmm. to um, school here coming this year, yeah. right? In, yeah, IPR in IPR, Minneapolis, yeah. which is the Institute for Production and Recording. I'm doing a, yes. I'll give you guys the, uh, the relatives and strangers information sentences. It's in Minneapolis. It's a two year applied science degree and the degree is audio production and live sound together. Cool. Well, it's awesome. a fantastic program from what I've yeah. understood. Uh, it's one of the best. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm really excited. <laughs> I think, um, it's hard to, it's hard to know what something's going to be like before you do it, which isn't a radical thing to say, but like meeting you, Elliot, and just saying yes to things, um, saying yes to IPR, I think is going to be just as good as meeting you. And then are you thinking like down the road, once you get out of school, do you want to like do tours? Do you want to be an in-house audio producer? Do you want to produce for like commercial or movies or like what, like what's, what's the big dream for you? Yeah. I think my dream has been evolving. Um, like when I toured McNally Smith, I knew that I want to do something with music and I know I like technology and I'm good with that. So there will be something for me with those two merging. And then, you know, I went to, went to one year of college, Warburg college in Iowa and that, the closest thing you can really do at liberal college for music is getting into like their media department majors and like journalism's a part of that though. And not really my thing. I found out Then I went to <laughs> St. Thomas for a year and a COVID year, which is closer, mm -hmm. but still not what I really want. And so, yeah, the dream is evolving for sure. I think I would be, incomplete if I didn't try to do shows at some point in my life and probably in like the next year, if we're being honest, like why not just start? Um, awesome. I'm, I'm excited for whatever comes, but I want to, I want to be known as a person who's reliable, who's good to work with, whether it be as a performer or someone who's in a supporting role, because I, I know I love being a supporting role already. And I know that I will probably love being a performer too. So Hmm. Well, you know, I can definitely I can see that. Anything. Yeah. 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 Like, especially in like the EDM market, uh, house music, I mean, <laughs> I mean, and mixed with hip hop, because it's me, I don't know, from listening to your music, I think there are elements of all those styles and, um, mm -hmm. and, and it's yes. 
I mean, the house music makes EDM. It just makes they just make bank because there's no real upfront costs, you know, other than yeah. the lights and get your, your sound right. But really, I mean, to go on a tour, you know, you think about like Avicii and some of these guys. It just made yeah. tons. I mean, a huge career. Yes, that that's, you're so right about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've been putting some thought into what a poly BMN show would look like. Oh my god! Probably yeah. probably no lasers or fog, but <laughs> I, I wouldn't say no if someone had a fog machine. If you have a fog machine, hit me up. But yeah, like you heard. I'm imagining Paul and 20 burlesque dancers. Oh, really? They're very scandally clad. And they're all kind of that would, uh, Paul. That would get the people in the door, but it, I don't know if it would send the right message. <laughs> it depends. It depends. <laughs> oh, speaking of message, Polly, is there a certain um, overall message that you like to convey through your music to the audience? Ooh. Yes, I think you'll find multiple, depending on what song you're listening to. Mm -hmm. For a while, I was kind of restricting myself in thinking that everything I put out has to be serious and has to reflect my innermost character or soul or whatever. Um, But like right now, I'm making a song about big butts, you know, (laughs) because I think everyone has to do it. And I think it's pretty good. And I could get into that a little bit, but... I think you will find whatever the message might be. I would hope that it is a really genuine feeling one that is, yeah, it comes from a place where you can tell that it's truthful. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And I'm assuming that like other artists like myself, I like to leave the, you know, the message and let the song sit with the person or the audience that listens to it so they can relate to whatever um, in their life that those emotions can bring up in them. Yes. Yes. I like, I, I love that. Um, I think you said that well, because I do think there's a balance between when you have someone's attention in their ears and they want to, they want to feel something from what you're telling them. So making sure you're not stepping on that ability for them and their freedom in it um, is something I like to think about. I don't know really if you can put it into a concrete set of instructions for anyone, but mm-hmm. as a fan of music myself, of course, I know how important that is. Um, extremely, extremely important. So just the thought that I could provide someone else with that, uh, feeling whatever it might be is a really cool thing to think about. There's an artist inside all of us. If you want to learn the steps and having that artist come out, check out the artist journey podcast. Get the inside secrets of what it's really like in the entertainment business and how to help the artist inside of you come alive. Awesome. Awesome. Speaking of being a fan of music, uh, which artists are you a fan of or which artists are you to, to create, to want to create? Uh, Say that last part again. Uh, which artists inspire you to uh, want to create music? Yeah, um, in no particular order. Sade, I listen to a lot right now. Oh, yes. Love Sade. I, 
you, the common theme you'll find in a lot of the music I listen to is ladies with beautiful voices and mm-hmm. nice production to make a nice groove. So Shada is like that. Amy Winehouse is like that. Mm-hmm. Sid um, of the Internet Band is like that. Caliuchis I like. Um, and then Men I Trust is an indie band. They're actually playing here at the Fine Line this coming Saturday. I'm going. Awesome. Love their, love their stuff. And you didn't enjoy it? Dude. <laughs> you can, you should come. You can come for sure. No, no. It's going to no. be a great show. Yeah. No. You can, you talk to me later. <laughs> okay. I'll, we'll, we'll, uh, I'll, I'll hook you up and we'll, yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then for rap, some of the first rap I got into was in, it was in middle school. Middle school was not the best time of my life. I'm a naturally shy person, or at least I was. So it took a while to come out of, yeah, man, it took a long time to come out of that mold. And part of that was finding the music that spoke to me, but big crit is the rapper that has done the most for me. Mm -hmm. Um, just throughout my life, he has such an incredible discography. He's from Mississippi, Southern rapper, um, and if you think anything I say is genuine and legit, you got to listen to Big Crit because he is just, yeah, you got to listen to know, but <laughs> highly recommend Big Crit and all Southern rap in general. I think that Southern rap can be overlooked, but their discography is so important to music as a whole, especially mm-hmm. hip hop. What I try to take from them specifically is the, the swagger and the confidence uh, I think is something you can find in abundance with Southern rappers. And so that was helpful for me to both to listen to it and then to try to take pieces of it in my own work now. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Are you ever um, surprised Polly when um, I don't know if you like look to see like which some of your songs on Spotify have more views than others, but are you ever surprised um, of the music that you produce and put out there, what people relate to. Like if you're, you know, you put out a song and you're like, yeah, I like this song, but you know, I, I just don't know. And that could maybe be the you know, most popular thing you put out. Are you ever surprised about what the fans like? Mm, you know, that's a good question. Um, as a relatively new artist, with a very small following, it's something I appreciate because fans are friends of mine for the most part. And so having them come to me with parts of a song or lyrics or whatever it is that they noticed and was important to them is an incredible experience and Mm. one that I cherish. Common qualities you might find in popular music, thinking of like music that gets played at parties, Um, It's going to be explicit, which isn't new, but I would say like artists are increasingly less afraid to be very just specific in explicit content. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of kind of repeated themes there, which if you listen to any rap, I guess there's nothing new. Well, I've been getting um, into Doge Cat, so yeah, Doge yeah. Cat. Yes, she's a great example because it's like it's very it's very up the top. It's like glittery, good pop, but it's also sexy and 
not afraid of really anything. Do you remember the most important piece of advice you've gotten from anyone in your life, be it a fellow artist or, you know, a parent, grandparent, uh, the most important piece of advice that you've gotten? Yeah, I, I'm just going to say the first one that comes to mind, I was, it comes from my dad. I was with him in Idaho. I was probably not more than four years old and we were, I was just learning to ski and we were doing the bunny hill. We were on the conveyor belt to take you back up to the top of this like 10 foot bunny hill. And there were two girls in front of us giggling, um, completely. This is to show you, like I was a very sensitive kid, like maybe more, more than I can really explain why, but that's just what it was. So I thought they were laughing about me for whatever reason. And which was not true, but even if it was, it's not the point. Uh, the advice from my dad was that he kind of prefaced it. He said, you know, this might sound, this might sound weird or it might sound mean, but nobody cares about you except for your family and your friends, which I'm paraphrasing mm-hmm. a little bit, but essentially uh, everyone is really self-absorbed, which is not a bad thing um, by any means, but not realizing that people care more about themselves than any one thing you might do. I have found to be, it's a freeing idea and it's helpful when you're expressing yourself deeply as I like to do, you know? And you also released, um, uh, live from the corner, um, the full album in 2020. Now, how long did live from the corner take you? Um, to, to compose and write and uh, did you wait to release it or was it one of those albums that you just, you know? Yeah, that, that is, that album is the perfect example of having resources and life and stories and breakups all compiled because those are all stories from like my first 17, 18 years of life, give mm. or take, you know, and, being like, okay, I'm, I'm in a spot where I'm going to tell these stories and share them with everyone. Mm-hmm. So that really came to a head, I would say, I don't know, eight months or less with a lot mm-hmm. of the stuff being done in three months as far as recording wow. and the mixing and mastering. Because mm-hmm. like once you get going and you, you know, it's like opening up a dam. There's enough stuff there. It's going to go once you commit to opening it up. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm curious to know, Polly, um, how did the COVID pandemic um, affect you as an artist and your writing? Did Were you able to tap into different emotions that you hadn't been able to feel or write about during that time? I would say so. Um, just to the degree that your life, your life is your art and your art is your life. Um, it definitely changed what I was doing. Getting sent home from school. Um, I mean, you could say that's like the first domino of the reason I'm going to IPR now instead of back to St. Thomas to try another year of learning Spanish and math. (laughs) Um, Mm. but yeah, when I, when I went home in the pandemic from school, that's when I got my first pair of studio monitors, some nice for me, some nice little JBLs. Awesome. So I was able to really start producing music and knowing, you know, making, 
making changes to a mix or a beat and actually hearing what I'm doing instead of using these boys, which are old. <laughs> what advice do you get, Paulie? You're a young up and coming artist yourself who's been at this around five years or so you mentioned, uh, but what advice would you give to other artists, um, especially young artists like yourself who may want to pursue a career in music? When you think about, I'm going to go be a musician, I'm going to be an artist, I'm going to tell my life stories and I'm going to have everyone listen. That's a lot to commit to, but if you commit to just, I'm going to write this down or I'm going to freestyle in the car on the way home, or I'm going to ask a buddy who makes beats if I can practice rapping. Action you take is worth so much. So do it. Yeah, do it. Now may be the best time ever to be in the entertainment industry because in the new entertainment business, the artist is finally the one in charge. This podcast is designed to keep you up to date with the changes in the business and to give you the mindset, tools, and resources that you need to succeed. What's next for you, Polly, as as an artist? Yeah, I'm working on uh, I'm working on a few songs right now. Like what I said, I'd just get in the zone and go for it because I have the time for it right now. So uh, I can't give a date or anything because I don't know myself, but I would hope in before October's over to put out a little EP. I think that's my goal mm-hmm. and get, awesome. get a few buddies involved with it too. Like my roommate Woody and my friend Eli, who's getting more and more into rapping. Um, it's cool. It's cool to be like, I, you know, I consider myself a pretty humble um, as far as where I'm at in the career, but to these guys, I'm doing a ton and I've done a ton, which is cool to be a little mentor for them. You're also a DJ. Am I right about this? Yes. Yeah. And I DJ weddings primarily every weekend through the company Midwest Sound, Midwest Sound for all your DJ entertainment needs. What, what do you want to do that you haven't done yet? Mm, uh, besides Besides live stuff, I want to put out music that is quality-wise um, indistinguishable from any professionally produced music you can find. I'm very excited as well to see after you know your uh, time at IPR, the uh, new music that you'll put out after that yeah. as well, after you learn all this stuff that you were just talking about. So that'll be oh, interesting yeah. for your fans to uh, to watch and see you evolve over the years as an artist. One yeah. last question. What would you like to say to uh, your audience, the fans that listen uh, to your music and uh, spread the word about you and your music? Yeah, well, in two parts, if you already listened to me, um, what's up? How you doing? You should come hang out with me. We're probably friends already. But if you don't know me, uh, I really, really appreciate it. Um, uh, there's, I wouldn't say there's no music without people to listen to it, but mm-hmm. there really isn't anything if you don't have people to listen to it. So mm-hmm. thanks awesome. for that. And if you want to listen to me, you can find me on Spotify. You can find me on Apple Music, YouTube Music, any music platform. It's Polly BMN. And it's on the Zoom screen right here. It's probably mm-hmm. probably somewhere else too. If these guys can host me well, so awesome. check it out. I'll yes. have new stuff. I've got stuff that can be listened to now and new stuff on the way. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining us this week on the Artist Journey Podcast. 
In today's episode, we talk with Paul Benson, the artist known as Polly BMN, about his experiences working professionally in music entertainment. So check out Polly on all your streaming platforms, and we'll catch you guys next time here on the Artist's Journey Podcast.